Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... your chances of being struck by lightning? Well, here's a happier thought. What are your chances of winning the sweepstakes? Actually, in what is called the game of life, the odds are about the same that either event will come to pass. That is, assuming that the game of life is on the level and that the big wheel isn't fixed. What may I do for you, my son? Where, where am I? This is the place where spins the wheel of life. The wheel of life? Where each man's fate is cast and may be changed. Oh. What is it you wish, my son? Oh, oh, nothing. Are you sure you want nothing? Well, now that you ask, I... I'd like to be... the President of the United States. Very well, my son. You shall become President of the United States. Our mystery drama, The Wheel of Life, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Russell Horton and Lloyd Batista. It is sponsored in part by Sinoff, the Sinus Medicines, and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Why are so many of the good things in life a matter of chance? Why should chance decide whether we're born rich or poor, handsome or ugly, wise or dull? We meet and marry or do not meet and marry by chance. Are we not saved or doomed by chance? Doesn't the fate of the entire world depend on chance? Why? Well, an hour from now, we may know the answer. Then again, we may not. That's the chance we take. It is the night of April 4th, 1968. We are somewhere in Vietnam. Really? Yeah. Where are the rest of the guys? Well, they should be right behind us. Yeah. Uh, now what? Look. Oh, just off to the left. What about it? Uh, I see something. What? Uh, maybe nothing. Uh, we got to find out. You stay here. Hey, I ain't that you're going to go by yourself. It only needs one man. So why should it be you? Because I thought of it. Uh, cover me. Get Rudy. I'm going. Get down, Rudy. Get down. Go. Go. Come hit. I'm coming for you, Rudy. I'm coming. And now for the news. On this fourth day of April, 1978, from Washington, D.C., comes information that... April the 4th. I forgot about that. Funny. 
I used to think I could never forget that day. But I did. Ten years. Rudy would have been what? He'd have been... 33. Yeah. What's the use thinking about that? I'll try for another couple of more fares and get something to eat. Taxi! Uh, sorry, pal. I'm off duty. Gotta eat. Plenty of other cabs around, pal. Well, I don't want another one. I want yours, Joe. Well, what's so special about... Hey, how'd you know my name? I've been looking all over for you, Joe. Who... Who am I? <laughs> Come inside. I'll buy you a drink. Uh, uh, just hold it there. Uh, what's your name? My name? Yeah, you seem to know mine. What's yours? Rudy. Yeah? Rudy who? Well, how many people did you ever know named Rudy? Oh, I got an uncle, Rudy, who you ain't. Uh, a cousin, Rudy. You ain't him neither. I have a sister who went with a guy, Rudy, but he was a bald little fat guy. That about winds it up with the Rudy. Well, how about uh, Rudy Kastner? Rudy Kastner? Which Rudy Kastner? Well, how many Rudy Kastners did you know? My uh, buddy in Vietnam? That was me. That was you? <laughs> you don't look like Rudy Kastner. Well, people change in ten years, Joe. You don't sound like Rudy. You talk like a college professor. Well, I spent four of the past ten years in school. Sure. Well, even if we didn't have the first two, we still got the last reason. Yes? Yeah, Rudy Kastner is dead. He is? Yeah, pal, so that knocks you right out of the box. The fact still remains, however. I'm Rudy Kastner. You're trying to tell me you uh, come back from the dead? No. No? Well, how could I come back if I was never dead to begin with? Pal, I'm trying to tell you, you struck out. Rudy Kastner is dead. You're positive Rudy is dead? Rudy Kastner was killed April the 4th, 1968, in Vietnam. I was there. I seen him get hit. I seen him go down. But Rudy Kastner did not die. Yeah, okay, pal, that's your story. Now, if you'll just be good enough to get out of my way, I gotta chow down. Hey, aren't you even the slightest bit curious, Joe? No, pal, I ain't curious, not at all. Now, look, just listen to ah, me. Ah, here it comes, the pitch. Yeah, I knew you was working a racket. A racket? Well, what else? Yours has got to be uh, spiritualism, am I right? Wrong. Don't waste your sales pitch on me, pal. I'm lucky if I take home a hundred, a hundred and a half a week. I pay the rent, I have a couple of beers, lose a couple of bets. There ain't nothing left for you to swindle. Joseph, you and I have got to sit down for a long talk. Hey, you see that guy standing over there by the bookstore? His name's Polanski. He's a plain-clothes cop. You want me to uh, call him over and introduce you? Joe. He's got that lean and hungry look. Which means he ain't had a collar in maybe a week. A confidence operator would just about make his day. You'd actually turn me over to the police. I've never been a squealer in my life, but a guy like you. A guy who tries to trade in on the dead, cash in on the memory of a buddy. Get out of my way. Joe. I ought to punch you in the nose. But Joe, Say you... that. You want another drink, Joe? Uh, uh no, I'm, I'm fine, Jenny. The game will be on in a couple of minutes. Yeah. What do you like, Joe? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Eddie's been in. He says you can have the Giants. Joe? What? Something the matter? No, 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 nothing's the matter. Are you sure? Yeah, I think I need another drink, Jenny. Oh, no, no, no. A drink's the last thing you need when you got the blues. Who says I got the blues? What's bothering you? Nothing. Tell me. I'm not sure I want to talk about it. Talk about what? The war. Oh. Yeah. See what I mean? You just gave it away. Oh, no, no, Joey. I'm interested. 
Really? I don't know. You think about the guys you're with. Good guys. Who never came back. Yeah. Oh, oh excuse me a minute, Joe. I, I got that party of four down the other end. Uh, yeah, sure. You know who she resembles, Joe? Hey, who? That girl, uh, Sheila. Sheila? You remember when we were sent back for ten days hour and hour in Australia? Hey. Hey, wait a minute. And we ran into her in a bar? Now, just hold it. That was the first time you and I ever got into a fight. Just a second. Each of us claimed to have seen her first. How would you know? I was there. But... And when she heard my name was Rudy, she called me Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And she called you Jojo. And then she called over her girlfriend, Marcella. No, no. Melissa. Uh, right. And then we got into a fight over which one of us would get her. And I won. <laughs> no, no. We both lost. That, that's right. While we were busy knocking each other around, a couple of Marines walked out of the joint with both of them. <laughs> <laughs> you do remember, don't you, Joe? But uh, how would uh, you know? Now that was the first day of April. And we looked at each other and we said... April Fool. And on the second day of April, we flew back to Vietnam. And on the third day of April, we were in combat. And on the fourth day... Yeah. Yeah, I remember. We were on patrol. That's right. It was very dark and so quiet. And I thought I saw something over to the left. Uh, how do you know this? I said, cover me. Yeah, you were hit. Yes. I was hit. I ran out to get you. Did you? But I got hit in the leg. Oh? Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll show you the scar. No, no, I, I believe you. I must have passed out. The medics came and got me. They said they couldn't find you. Where you fell, it, it was a swamp. Yes. And they figured you must have sunk down out of sight. How come you didn't drown? <laughs> I thought I did. You thought? I just quit fighting it. You know, that struggling to keep alive. And then I... I just didn't know anything or feel anything. That's how it feels to be dead, huh? Yeah, but I wasn't dead. Because I opened my eyes and... Well, I was, I was lying on a mat made out of straw. And an elderly Vietnamese woman, you know, one of those old mama sons? Yeah, yeah. A million wrinkles on her face and not one tooth in her head, but <laughs> the kindest eyes. Well, she was putting a pad of something on my shoulder. It felt good. And, and I became aware of a humming sound. Humming? Like bees? Mm, like voices. And then I heard clicking sounds. Clicking? Yeah, nothing was loud. Everything seemed so subdued. Now, the old mama sound saw me trying to sit up, so she helped me. And then I saw the whole thing. What whole thing? The room. Well, it wasn't a room exactly, but a huge circular space. It seemed to be underground. There were men with shaved heads. They wore long red robes. They sat on the floor, and each man held an abacus. A what? A square wooden frame with strings running horizontally across it, and on the strings were beads. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've I seen a guy with one in a Chinese laundry. They use it to add and subtract. And the click, click I've been hearing was the sound of the beads being moved on the abacus. And I looked up. On the ceiling, I, I could see a painted wheel. An enormous ceiling in the shape of a wheel. Filled with pictures of men and women and animals. It was turning. Slowly. 
I... I heard a voice. It is the wheel of life. There was a very old man in a long red robe. He had skin like fine parchment and deep black eyes. Oh, you could lose yourself in those eyes. Yes, my son. It is the wheel of life. What is the wheel of life? It is the prism that binds us to earthly things. We go from one incarnation to another. Foolishly, we seek glory, fame, wealth. Do you follow? I... I think so. But when we acquire true wisdom, we realize that our quest should be to achieve freedom from the wheel. Freedom? Freedom to become one with the great harmony of the universe. Oh, what, what does that mean? We are no longer concerned with earthly striving. Well, what are we concerned with? Nothing. Nothing, sir? The nothing which is everything. So, are you ready for the great peace, the all-consuming happiness, my son? <laughs> Frankly, I... I don't think so. Then you shall die and be born again, still a prisoner, bound to the wheel. When? When will I die? Within the hour. You shall be born again for another weary turn of the wheel, another life spent in useless striving. But I don't want to die. You have gone from existence to existence since time began. And here you are now, killed in some nameless skirmish, in an incomprehensible war. I had such dreams. Vanity, my son. You find the word in every creed. I wanted to do great things. I wanted to make the world a better place. And I know how to do it. The only... Yes? Well, if only... If only I could become the President of the United States. You wish to become President of the United States? Uh, I know how stupid that sounds. I must be delirious. If you wish to become President of the United States, perhaps we shall change your fate. What are you saying? And you shall become... President of the United States. Just like that, huh? Well, stranger things have been known to happen. All kinds of people have become president. And when they were in their early 20s, who and what were they? Peanut farmers, haberdashery clerks, laborers, just about anybody... This develops further in Act Two. How do we account for things? Is it all a matter of luck or fate or chance? And in a way, don't all those words really mean the same thing? Since the dawn of time, man has always asked why, and he has waited for the answer. 
Is it possible that Rudy Kastner is finding the answer? You shall become president of the United States. I, I will. Yes. In 27 years, on your 50th birthday. My 50th birthday? How can I live to be 50? How can I even live another hour? I, I got this bullet inside me. It need not kill you if your fate has been changed. Oh, but how can my fate be changed? You see these people? These devout priests? These disciples of karma? Karma? Karma, the sum total of all the deeds and acts that make up fate. And every act and every deed is recorded and added. One gives rise to another, and thus, we have the pattern of fate. How is my fate going to be changed? All the acts, the deeds, the desires, see how they are being added and subtracted and multiplied. Oh, those things. I know that in the part of the world you come from, they have huge gleaming machines called computers. The abacus has served the purpose since the beginning of all things. But how am I going to become president? Even as we talk, someone's fingers will move faster or slower. The piece of metal within you shrinks away from the heart. Other thoughts, ideas are being created within your brain and in the minds and hearts of countless other human beings. And in 27 years, they shall come together to make you president of the United States. But why? Why are you doing this for me? Why? Because you asked me to. Uh, I, 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 I don't understand. And perhaps to teach you that whatever you shall become in this existence, this false and vain existence... Makes no difference. Mighty president or lowly peasant, you shall still be a slave to the wheel. And that's what happened. That's what happened. Seventeen years to go. Seventeen years to go to what? Haven't you been listening? Till I become... President. Oh, that... You don't believe it happened, do you, Joe? Well, I believe you believe it happened, Rudy. Now, Joe... It was kind of dark. The swamp was pretty overgrown. Okay, they couldn't find you. So, you were laying there unconscious. This old Mama Sand come along. She saved your life. It happened, Joe. It happened. Sure. I know it sounds far off. Look, Rudy, I'm, I'm sure it's real as far as you're concerned. No matter how far-fetched it seems. Far-fetched? Hey, what you told me is nothing. I'm a cab driver. You should hear the stories people tell me. Is that what this is to you? Just another story a cab driver gets to listen to? Oh, I, I didn't mean it that way, Rudy. Exactly. You did. But I expected that. I'll convince you because it's happening already. Yeah. There's been a change in me over these past ten years. Uh, what kind of change? Joe, I feel... I feel power. When we first met, I was just a one of millions. I felt 
I'm no different than anyone else. In this world, there's a we and a they. We is most people. They are the ones with power. Do you understand? So? They run business, the government, everything. They have power. It's as if they're an entirely different race of men. Look, can you follow this? So? So I'm one of the they now, Joe. Yeah. Well, how do you know? I just know it, Joe. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> you don't know what to make of it all, do you? I know you don't believe it. You'd be crazy if you did, without proof on just my word. But as time goes on, things will happen. Things? Things are happening already. Like what? A new political movement. It's called Forward America. Forward America? Have you heard of it? No, no, but I don't mix much in politics. But you should, Joe. Politics is the lifeblood of our system. Well, uh, what is this Forward America about? Well, it's a way of looking at things. I wrote an essay that's attracted considerable attention among many people. Well, what kind of people? All kinds. Business. Labor. Young folks. Senior citizens. I say you want another drink. Are you changing the subject, Joe? Uh, I'll tell you what I'll do, Rudy. Uh, if uh, you run for president... Not uh, if I run. When I run. Yeah, okay. Uh, when you run, I'll vote for you. Uh, how's that? I want more, Joe. More? Yes. Much more. Well, what more can I give you? I don't have any money worth talking about. I got no education. I... Do you know what I want? Well, I can't begin to imagine. I want you. Me? Yes, Joe. You. Well, I, I don't know what... When you're... When you're up there, Joe, you have to have someone you can trust. Every day, I, I attract new friends, associates, allies. They all want to be part of this crusade. Crusade? And the symbolic sense that we're trying to find a new spirit for America. And do you know how we're going to find it? Not exactly. By revitalizing the old one. Oh. And I've known only one person I can trust. Completely. That I could trust my life to. As a matter of fact, I've already done so on more than one occasion. And that person's you. Yeah, but uh, that's when we were in combat. We're in uh... combat now. We have to save this country. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you want me to do? I want you to come with me. Where? On the Forward America Crusade. And do what? Be my right-hand man. My adjutant. Well, I, I still have to work for a living. Yeah, do you? I still get 24 payments to make on that cab of mine. The Crusade now has money. Money? I told you. We're attracting attention. Support. Contributions are coming in. For the first time, my staff and I are able to devote our full time to the crusade. Hey, Rudy, everything is happening a little too fast for me. Yeah, I can understand. But remember, we have time. We still have 17 years. There'll be 17 years of working, of victories and defeats. We shall go stronger and stronger and finally prevail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't expect you to join me tonight. You need time to think and to put things together in your mind. This, uh, forward America thing of yours, Rudy. Yeah? Just, what does it stand for? Well, it stands for forward America. Sure, but uh, what does it mean? Well, what do you think it means? Well, like, uh, like justice for everybody, everything? Is, is that what it stands for? Certainly. 
If that's what you think it stands for, that's what it stands for. But aren't you saying what it stands for? Oh, no. Not yet. Well, I don't understand. Since it's your baby, why shouldn't you tell people what it's all about? Oh, no. Never. Well, why not? The way to attract people is not to tell them what you want. No? But to let them think they're telling you what they want. I don't think I follow all that. Right now, Forward America is many things to many people. Everyone interprets it his own way, according to his own ideas, his own needs. But you have to say something definite. It doesn't have to be definite, as long as it sounds definite. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the way politics is. Look, Joe, I'm going to leave you alone for a little while. We'll talk again soon. I need you, Joe. Uh, Rudy, I, I... I know where to find you. Good night, Joe. And uh, just be thinking about it. Hey, hey, uh, what I'll, uh, I'll be seeing you. Who was your friend? Uh, oh, uh, my uh, friend? Yeah, yeah, the guy you were talking to. Then... Then it's true. What's true? I mean, there, there was a guy standing here. I, I was talking to him. Joe, are you all right? Uh... Uh, just give me a refill, Jenny. No, I ain't so sure that's a good idea. I was just hoping it was a dream. What was a dream? That, that I was standing here talking to a guy, but... Wait, it's true. He was here. And the two of you were chewing the fat for the better part of an hour. Very, uh, hush-hush it was, too. What was it about? Oh, uh, uh nothing. Nothing at all. Uh, I was right. It's something shady. Uh, Jenny, you... I seen that guy come in here, and I said to myself... This is a wrong bird. What do you mean? Listen, is there a better judge of character than me? Well... And when I see the two of you with your heads together, I say to myself, what kind of phony merchandise is that one trying to sell my boy, Joe? No, it's nothing like that. Oh, come on. Level with me, Joe. What's his racket? Well, it's not a racket, Jenny. It's only politics. Uh, you see? I was right the first time. Actually, uh, the guy was an old army buddy of mine. I... I thought he was dead. Yeah? Yeah, his name is Rudy Kastner. Rudy Kastner, huh? Well, one day I know I'll see it in the paper. You'll read where he's been sent to jail. To jail? Yeah, for some kind of swindle. Oh, Joe, keep away from him, huh? You're an honest, hard-working guy. He's bad medicine. Jenny, what would you say if I told you that this guy is going to be president of the U.S. one day? Yeah? Well, the day that happens, I'd move to Canada. No, Canada ain't far enough away. How about one of them countries like um, Afghanistan or someplace? One thing we find out as we drift through life, not everybody likes everybody else, which is why we have horse racing among other things. However, the stakes in our story are infinitely greater. We're talking about what could quite possibly be the fate of the nation. We'll learn more when I return with Act Three shortly. Agreed. However, who controls the bringing together 
of the time and the place. When John says to Mary, meet me in the lobby of the Waldorf at noon on Thursday, when was that appointment really made? At the point where the idea in John's brain activated John's voice? Or was that appointment foreordained, perhaps, at the very beginning of time? It's all a very tricky business. Look, Jenny, Rudy Caston was my old army buddy. He was a great guy. Yeah? Yeah, he was one of the best. What did you know about him? Everything. Well, what's everything? You guys who are such great buddies in the army, how long does it last after you get out? Well... You go your own way, and all you had was the couple of years you knew each other in the service. That's life, I guess. What did this Rudy do before he joined up? We went to school, uh, then he had a job. Doing what? Well, I don't know, this and that. Look, both of us, we weren't hardly more than kids. What did we ever have a chance to do? Well, what's he been doing since? I told you, he's been in politics. He's, he's got this uh, forward America thing. Yeah. Well, Joe, you just watch your step, here. Yeah? Why? What can happen? stay up till three in the morning. Listen, yeah. Joe, tune in the TV. Uh, uh, what, what for? That guy, this old army buddy of yours. Rudy? He's on the show. Uh, what show? This game who talks to all kinds of nutty people. Rudy's on the TV? What do you think I'm trying to tell you? And what is forward America, Mr. Kastner? Well, what do you think it is? I would assume it's a movement designed to um, forward the American way of life. Am I right? I couldn't have said it better myself. And I'll tell you where it all came to me. It was the night of April the 4th, 1968. I was lying in a swamp in Vietnam. I had been wounded in an ambush and left for dead. There was a bullet in my heart. A bullet in your heart? An enemy bullet. This has since been certified medically. Proof and signed and attested copies is available to all who write to ask. But a bullet in your heart? I lay there dying. My life ebbing away quickly. And I prayed. Oh, till that night, I had never been a religious person. But suddenly, I was praying. Yes. I said, please, spare me. Not for myself, but for my country. My great and glorious country. Let me come back to live for my country. To work for my country. Oh, I want to die for my country, but not yet. Not before my work is done. And what work is this? The work of forward America. Oh. And the miracle came to pass. The miracle? Yes, the miracle. My life was spared. The bullet did not kill me. But it is lodged there. And it shall remain there always to remind me of my mission. To remind me in the world that heaven has smiled upon my mission. Has blessed me. So that I may work night and day to forward America. Yes. Well, I'm afraid our time is just about up. Hello, Joe. Rudy! Uh, may I come in? Thank you. Uh, I was on my way out. I was headed for Jenny's. Hey, come on. I'll buy you a couple. No, no, thank you, Joe. That's why I came here. I can't go to Jenny's. What's the matter with Jenny's? Or any saloon, for that matter. Well, why not? My image. I must begin to create the image of an abstainer. 
No alcohol, tobacco. Hey, this don't sound like the old Rudy. Yeah, but I'm not the old Rudy. Uh, look, I, I don't know much about it, but I figure people like a president who's a regular guy. You know what I mean? Precisely. But not if I'm going to be a master. A who? A master. What does that mean? What do you think it means, Joseph? Well, if it means what I think it means, I'm not so sure I like the idea. <laughs> Joe, don't you see how everything's out of control? Well... And why? People are unable to decide their own destiny. People don't care. No, I wouldn't say that. People don't want to run their own lives. They want all the hard decisions to be made by others. All the responsibility to rest on others. Yeah, but people don't want somebody telling them what to do. You're wrong, Joe. They do. And you're going to be that someone? Why not? I'll be good for the people. I'll see that all are treated fairly. It just don't sound right. Oh, why not? Well, it's like one of them uh, dictatorships. Joe, Joe, don't be afraid of that word. People want to be dictated to. And this is what forward America is all about. Essentially, yes. Well, then why don't you say so? I will say so. When? At the proper time. And when will that be? When I think people are ready for it. Rudy, uh, I don't know if I like the idea. It has to come, Joe. If I don't take power at the proper time, someone else will. (laughs) I'm doing this for all of us. That's why you have to help me. You're the one person in the whole world I can trust. Yeah, but You're the only person I've ever said these things to. I don't like the whole idea. It's because you don't understand it yet. But you will. We have time. Plenty of time. Your pal Rudy. He's a phony. No, Jan. Look, I've seen his type before. The country's full of these two-bit politicians who got all kinds of big ideas. He's different, Jenny. How is he different? Why is he different? He is going to be president 17 years from today. Joe, you know what I think? Yeah, I should see a doctor. All these phony organizations, all these clowns running around. He ain't a clown, Jenny. People thought Hitler was a clown and Mussolini. They even looked like clowns. I know about this guy, Jen. He is going to make it. Oh, why are you so sure? If I told you, you'd get on the phone right now and send the guys with the white coats. Hello? Joe? Oh, yeah. Oh, were you sleeping? No. Look, Joe, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. It's just... you got such a funny look in your eyes these days. Funny? About what? About who? About this Rudy Kastner? Oh. I'm scared, Joe. Yeah. I'm scared of him, too. No, no, not of him. I'm scared of what the idea of him is doing to you. Joe, he's just one of a thousand nuts running around the country. Okay, Jenny. So, why don't you just forget about him, huh? Sure. Sure thing, Jen. Night, Joe. Good night, Jenny. I should forget about him. That crazy story about all them bald-headed guys in long red robes. And the things, them uh, abacuses or whatever. Why can't I forget? Why? Why? Yes, my son? Who? What do you wish? 
here. It's the place Rudy told me about. Rudy? This room, this big round room. And all those bald-headed guys. Uh, oh, uh, excuse me. What is it you wish, my son? We so rarely receive visitors. And th- those things, those abacuses or whatever. Why have you come here? I, I, I'm dreaming, of course. But why have you come here? How can I be here if it's only a dream? Does it matter how you come? In what state? All is illusion. Awake or asleep, we are a dream. A dream of the great and holy conscious one whose light fills the universe. Yeah, well, whatever you say. Uh, (laughs) But the fact is, I'm dreaming. It doesn't matter. You are here. Why have you come uh, a, a guy named Rudy Kastner was here ten years ago. You, you remember? I do. He, uh, he said you promised things would be arranged so that in um, in 17 years, he'll be the president of the United States. Yes. Well, that mustn't happen. No? No, it, it'll be bad for the country. That, why do you grant a wish like that anyhow? Because he asked it. Yeah, I, I realize, We but... spin out the fates. We begin in the eternity of yesterday. In the beginning, which has no beginning. We shall continue till the eternity of tomorrow. Till the ending, which has no ending. Does it matter in the sum of things which has no total? Who owns what office? Yes, it does. No, my son. It only matters to be freed from the wheel of life. Yeah. Yeah, Rudy told me about that. I, I, I know how that works. And have you come here to be set free? Well, uh, no. Not at, not at this time. I, I just don't want Rudy to become president 17 years from now. Very well. Uh, are you saying okay? As I have said, it does not matter in the scheme of things. Then he won't become president? If you don't want him to. But that's... Hey, that's... Why are you doing this for me? Because you asked for it. Well, what's going to happen? Even now, someone's fingers on the abacus will move faster or slower. Even now, the deeds, the acts, the dreams, the desires are changing. Changing. Fate. Destiny is being changed. Who's going to become president 17 years from now? As I have already told you, it doesn't matter. But it does matter. Very well, my son. Whom do you wish? Who do I wish? Yes. Who should be entrusted with that office? You want to know something? The only person I can think of offhand right now who could be trusted to do the right thing by everybody... Is me. How much better it would have been had you chosen to be rid of the wheel. But if that is your wish, then even now, fate is being recast. Oh. 
What's the matter, Joe? Uh, I didn't sleep all last night. Just put 16 hours behind the wheel. Oh, why don't you go home and get some shut-eyes? I just want to hear the news on the TV. Uh, turn up the sound on the set, will you? Yeah, sure. The other night, we interviewed Rudy Kastner, aspiring and attractive political leader. He spoke of the miracle that had taken place to preserve him to carry out his great mission. But it was not to be. For the past ten years, Rudy Kastner has walked around with a bullet in his heart. Suddenly, last night, the miracle was over. Rudy Kastner died. And we will never know what forward America would have become. Turn it off. Imagine a thing like that. I'm scared, Jenny. What have you got to be scared about? Jenny, am I good enough? Oh, you're good enough for me, Joe. Am I good enough to be president? Oh, sure. And what's more, you've got to be president, too. Jenny, how did you know? All the guys come in here, Joe. Everybody says you should run for president. They do? For sure. Who would make a better president of a cab driver's union than you? Oh, that, uh... Uh, but Jenny, uh, how good would I be as president of the United States? Oh, Joe, you'd be great as president of anything. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, how'd you like to be first lady? And so now, I suppose, you want to know what happened. Did he? Obviously, we won't know until 17 years have gone by. However, if he does, then, remember, you heard about it first, right here on our program. And if you want some more first-hand information, I'll be back shortly. I want that sinus medicine. Headache tablet? No, it relieves headache and congestion, internal sinus pressure, and post-nasal drip. And it has added strength. You mean added strength sign-off. Exactly. Added strength sign-off tablets give you pure pain reliever plus 50% more sinus drainer. For sinus pressure. Uh-huh. And twice as much sinus dryer. Ah, for post-nasal drip. Right. Plus that full dose of pure aspirin for sinus headache pain. Added strength sign-off helps sinus pain while you drain. I like that. You'll like this, too. Sign-off. Once a day, sinus spray. The fastest known form of sinus congestion relief. Works in seconds, yet lasts hours longer than the leading mist. Once a day, once a night, does it. S-I-N-E-O-F-F. Sign-off. Added strength tablets and once a day sinus spray. The sinus medicine's in the bright red box. Take when needed, only as directed. Look for that bright red box. How it turns steadily from one existence to another. And each turn does not bring us freedom, but more striving. Are we doomed to ride on it forever? Or does that day come when finally we have acquired the wisdom to abandon all vanity and become part of the harmony of the universe? Until that moment comes, you'd better stay with us. Our cast included Lloyd Batista, Russell Horton, and Bryna Rayburn. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown.